welcome to the McYuff and Fries Movie Podcast. I am Gavin. I'm Ian. And uh, for those of you who have never listened to us before, what we are is that we're essentially a movie talk show. We talk about movies, new trailers, things that are happening, and then we review some films. The big uh, release this week is The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. Along with that, we'll also be doing reviews of The Life of Pi, which was last week's big release, and The Raid Redemption, which was September, November 2011's big release. Yeah, that's a real recent thing. (laughs) And uh, I'll be doing a really quick review of uh, the latest film from William Friedkin, um, Killer Joe. William Friedkin said that End of Watch was the best cop movie ever. Did you hear that? Yes, I heard this. I heard this. So Um, I'm very curious to see it. Yeah, well, apart from apart, hating Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, it's... Yeah, Michael Pena. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't escape these fucks. Uh, no, but no, I, I am um, curious to see it, especially after what William Friedkin said. Uh, yeah, for yeah. those of you unaware, William Friedkin is the uh, director of uh, The French Connection, uh, quite possibly one of the best cop movies ever made. Yes. And uh, also The Exorcist. Uh, he also directed Jade, but... We we won't leave that. That's what we won't right? We won't talk about that too much. That's Linda Fiorentino. That's yeah, with uh, David Caruso. Yeah, David Caruso back when he was an actor before he was just Horatio. Yes, yes. Before he was yes. Horatio Kane all yes. the time. It's um, it's one of those scripts that uh, Joe Esther ass uh, got paid ridiculous amounts of money for. I remember and then one, snorted. Yeah, I remember at one point this guy like Joe Esther ass. He's the writer of um, Showgirls and the writer of Basic Instinct. And I remember like after Basic Instinct. He was charging something ridiculous, like like two million or three million per script, or something ridiculous. Like and he had that. to be paid directly in coke and heroin, right? A- absolutely right. There's a- trucks absolutely right. There's house. intravenous shit, and then like to just like funnel, <laughs> just funnel it into his blood blood system. <laughs> if uh, if any of you would like to contact us, if you have any comments or questions, uh, you can email us if at your pod- friends and family of Joe Estras. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> you, can you can email, email us, us at podcast at mcgappenfries.com. That's podcast at mcgappenfries. Com. Yes, sir. Leading into the news, the news that we're going to have now is: I don't. Was this always a thing that we would just get a shit ton of trailers in December? Uh, it, it wasn't always like this. It, it's it's over the last year we're just suddenly, or maybe it's just because there's just so many awesome movies coming out. Yeah, I mean, um, eight year old me is really really happy about. Uh, summer 2013 yeah it's, it's looking like it's going to be a lot of fun yeah <laughs> it's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas yeah uh, there's been a lot of new trailers actually uh, not much in terms of news because it's that time of the year where everyone's just getting ready for Christmas basically all of the movies that we're making news are, are already out yeah and so it's really just everyone's getting out of the way of The Hobbit yeah there's one or two bits of news but the main thing is just that these trailers that we get over and over again now so I think it all started off with the Star Trek Into Darkness announcement trailer yes yes which again is that was a fucking trailer yeah it was a trailer it's not an announcement trailer Ridley Scott's bullshit they did for Prometheus they were announcement or teaser trailers for trailers this was an actual fucking trailer it showed stuff happening and I think after Prometheus studios want to hold back on doing that kind of shit because yeah. you don't want to be building up that kind of momentum for an average mediocre piece of shit film. yeah or you don't um, want to be building that level of momentum six to nine months out yeah I mean they're showing nine months of fucking Star Trek in the cinema in the US yeah which I don't want to see I don't want to see nine minutes nine minutes sorry nine months nine months months of the movie I don't want to see nine minutes or six minutes because they've done that before with a few other things Paramount is pushing Star Trek a little a little hard at the moment considering it's still not out for a while yeah Um, so 
hope they don't blow their load on that. But I enjoyed the trailer. Yeah, it looks like uh, the, it looks like the stakes have been raised. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Benedict Cumberbatch is kicking all asses. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch is like insisting he's not playing Khan. Yeah, but apparently in, a, in an interview, Zachary Quinto kind of suggested that he was. Yeah, they're fucking around. I mean, to be fair, to be honest with you, I don't even care. Yeah, I, he could be playing a doorknob for all I care. I don't give a shit. But I'm happy that they're. I'm actually now I'm happy they're keeping it going this long. Like at first it was annoying, but now it's literally like. Will they keep be able to just fuck around with this? Are they? Are they have a dartboard that they're just saying like? And then in March, Simon, you're going to say he is can, and then in April, and then John Cho, you just yeah, say that he isn't. Yeah, you know, just keep fucking with people until they see the movie, and then it turns out that he is can, and everyone's going to be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's a, it's it's looking really good, and there is going to be another trailer tomorrow. Yes, Damon Lindelof. That was just. It was an hour-long taxi ride. Yeah. And Damon Lindelof just tweeted that... Uh, well, that well, the Simon, Simon Pegg also tweeted that as well. Yeah, because he yeah. mentioned it before about the, t- the announcement trailer. There was a... Uh, I was watching an interview on on Collider with Martin Freeman, and uh, Martin Freeman was just sort of giving Simon Pegg shit. Oh, really? You know, it's like... Uh, just saying, like, oh, Simon's just upset because I'm, you know, starring in the biggest fucking movie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Fucking... Fuck Star Trek. We're, this movie's going to kick Star Trek's Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're, they're filming The World's End together at the moment. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we see Benedict Cumberbatch kicking ass. We see something like looking like the Enterprise, but not clear whether it is the Enterprise crashing into what looks like San Francisco Bay again. Basically, shit just gets fucked up. The yeah. whole trailer is nothing but destruction. Yes, it's like things are just getting fucked up, which is exactly what you want to see yeah. in a in, in a film like this. I'm very happy that this new incarnation of Star Trek hasn't forgotten the fun factor. No, you know, I mean, like I I, I mean I love Star Trek as much as the next guy, but it did get to a point where it was kind of like a little too. Too self-important for its own good. When they went to find God. Yeah. Why does God need a starship? <laughs> <laughs> but you only, know, only Jimmy Kirk could ask that question. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, I was. I recently uh, was. I recently sort of turned on, uh, turned on the TV and caught like um, the last half an hour of. Um, Wrath of Khan. Oh, yeah, they were doing that, because yeah. I watched Wrath of Khan, and yeah. then I turned on the TV the following <laughs> night, and 3 was on. Jesus, William Shatner's a horrible actor. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was great, the glasses. <laughs> oh, like, just the way he contorts himself. It's like, that's not acting. <laughs> it's spasming. Did you see the... Did you bother to watch the extra Japanese one version, which had another 15 seconds in it? No, no, I didn't. So, and that just has basically Kirk, uh, I'm not going to say Kirk, it's someone in a blue jumper and someone in a grey jumper on two sides of a plane of glass touching towards the glass. Right. So, yeah, J.J. Abrams is just fucking with the audience at this point. Well, he's doing a good job. Yeah. I'm very excited about this movie. Yeah. Um, another big trailer that came out was um, The Man of Steel. Yeah, although I think this one kind of got swamped by the others, but just by the fact that the first two-thirds of it are quite they're there as somber as the previous trailer yeah well I mean what I find really weird about it is that it looks like you know what if Terrence Malick made a superhero movie yeah it looks like the tree, you know, somebody it else looks like a tree of life it looks like a tree of life where are the dinosaurs but well, apart, when it gets to that Actually, last third have you seen tree of life no not yet <laughs> it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty good is it you saw it I saw it I saw it it's, uh, it's just one of those movies that you have to just sort of stick with yeah when you're 15 minutes into it, you're like, isn't, is, is, going is somebody going to say something? <laughs> There's you know, silence. It's just fucking no one's talking. You know? It's like it's just all voiceover. Like no one's actually saying anything. Wow. And after a while, you're just like, fucking someone say something. <laughs> and it's amazing. You, just, you feel like it's you're going deaf how, or something. It's amazing how far they take it with no actual dialogue. And you, you can and you can just sense Sean Penn's frustration. <laughs> he's just like, the whole time he's just rubbing his forehead like, why am, what am I doing? <laughs> what is this role? Uh, Brad Pitt's good in it. It's a good movie, but it's very much... Um, Art wank? Yeah, it's it's... 
It's not even... It's a Terex Malick joint. It's, it, it feels like... It feels like the kind of movie a film student would make. Yeah. You know, like with lots of pretentious kind of like voiceover and, you know, like very, very naturalistic performances. Is there a lot of sunlight through trees? Yeah, there's a lot of that shit. Yeah, because I saw that. that in the trailer and I was like... But what, 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 what I really like about Tree of Life is that you get an idea of what Terrence Malick's uh, Jurassic Park would be like. <laughs> well, it would just be... The, 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 the fucking dinosaur... It'd be three hours... Fuck. No, it'd be three hours of the fucking grass. Have you seen the thin red line? The fucking dinosaur sequence. It's just... I was just transfixed really? watching this shit. Yeah, because... It's a Terrence Malick Jurassic Park, and that in itself is amazing. It's ridiculous. You, know, you can practically. I don't know why the, the dinosaurs didn't have any voiceovers. They should have. Yeah. It's like there's one guy, like the dinosaurs, just checking if the other dinosaur is dead, and just sort of like really sort of like contemplative. And it's like, what is going on? I have to watch this movie till the end, yeah. and then the movie's over. And it's actually it's actually quite powerful at the end of the film. Oh, okay. But it is a wank. Yeah. It's a powerful wank. <laughs> But back to Man of Steel. Yes. So the beginning is having a lot of choral singing and a lot of shots of him walking and thinking in, in the sea and shit. But then the ending of it is... The ending of it is just nothing but destruction. Yeah, a lot of we shit. see Zod, we see spaceships hanging around outside farmhouses. Yep, yep, um, yep, yep, yep. I think, uh, what's his name, Michael... Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon seems to be wearing Wesley Snipes jacket from Demolition Man. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> Actually, um, for some strange reason, when I saw Mike, when his I saw, hair's when I, when I saw Michael Shannon, it just reminded me of an of of you know Transformers the movie, the cartoon, the the one from the eighties. Yeah, yeah, the eighty-six. You, know, you know Spike. Yeah, that, that exosuit that, that he wears he, that with the, the, yeah, his yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, one yeah, that he drives in. For some strange reason, it looked like that. <laughs> well, he has a really stupid haircut, uh, Zod. Yeah, but looks of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin Costner looks. There's an interesting thing in his like he's. It they're setting up the conflict of him, you know, hiding himself. There looks like they're trying to cram a lot of stuff into one film, you yeah. know, and and that's that's a worry because I'm wondering whether or not I hope they don't the push the 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 origin thing too hard because again, same thing with Spider-Man. We know how he fucking became. Yeah. You know, can we just get on with it? I mean, have you seen when Grant Morrison did All-Star Superman? It was one page. Yeah. He just said, "That's all we're doing." Just fucking one yeah, page and yeah. it was in context with something else I'm beginning to think most of this will be, most of these Probably scenes will be flashbacks I, I hope so because I, mean, it, it I, just be, hope, yeah, I hope they don't push it too much again Morrison did action comics recently where he started doing Superman in jeans and just a Superman t-shirt yeah I saw that you read those I haven't read it I saw it. okay those. but <laughs> it was him coming out and what the military would do like, there's a lot of shots of the military like pointing guns at him and saying get the fuck down and him doing stupid stuff as mm. like a kid would so there could be that element of it hopefully because there's that him being led around and Obviously, there's a shot at the end there. Yeah, it looks yeah, like they're yeah. saying, "All right, now we're you go fight for us." Kind of. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. But it did look. I mean, it kind of gave me more confidence than the other one did. I'm I'm pumped for this film. Yeah. I mean, I I saw spaceships, like actual yeah. spaceships, spaceships on screen, no, flying shit, around shit, through shit, shit, shit blowing shit up. And I've I know, and I am a I, I like Zack Snyder. I, I'm a fan of his stuff. Yeah. I didn't I wasn't too crazy about Sucker Punch, but I love mm. everything else that he's done. Yeah. And I see no reason why he shouldn't hit this one out of the park. Uh, Especially with Christopher Nolan at the ring. Yeah, you know, but then I mean, you know, like everyone uh, automatically goes there where they say like, oh, this will be fine because in, no- in Nolan we trust. And and, and <laughs> I've gotten a bit sick of that. You know, it's like <laughs> you know, fucking a. The guy just made a. He made a good Batman trilogy. Yeah. You know, I mean, but he's not fucking Jesus. No. No, no. But, I mean... And I, think that, read it, I, having... and I think that Zack Snyder handles action and spectacle way better than Nolan. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Nolan, there's a lot of depth to his work, and he, you know, he's, he's clearly very passionate. And there's a lot of plot holes but, as well with but, that depth. But he's not the best action director. Like, yeah. a lot of the fight scenes in the Batman movies aren't that great. Yeah, the fight, the fight with Bane was, like, not great. Not that great. Back in the second Can you movie. imagine if Zack Snyder had directed the, the Bane-Batman fight? It would, I, I think it would have been fun. They would have been jumping <laughs> off the top of buildings towards each other in mid-air with lightning strikes in the background and a dinosaur 
for no reason. <laughs> I would love to see... Ter- Bane would have thrown the giant penny at Batman. I would love to see Terrence Malick direct a Batman movie. <laughs> just, he doesn't leave the house. <laughs> Everything's just voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> just meaningful looks between himself and Alfred over a cup of tea. There you go, there you go. Um, after that then, we had the one my inner eight-year-old is probably the most excited about, which was Pacific Rim, <laughs> which is literally... Robots have, versus monsters. I still don't know how Guillermo del Toro convinced the studio to give him money to do this, because this is giant tinker toy robots fighting yeah. Godzillas. This looks awesome. Yeah, it looks it look, amazing. It, it looks ridiculous. And, and Idris Elba is fucking cool in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what does he says? The apocalypse is fucking cancelled? He's giving a bad speech yeah, and shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really like this trailer, um, and from you know from what I understand, it's a pretty decent script as well. Mm. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to this. I mean, this is exactly the kind of, as you say, it's the kind of movie that when you were six or seven years old, that you would want you you would give your left nut to to have a film like this. Uh, yeah, you know, be in I the mean, cinemas. It's kind of thing of like thinking back to like when you see the first trailers for Armageddon or Stargate or those movies when we were in that long period of nothing but crap. Yeah, kind yeah. of high fantasy movie, or when you see the and then you see the first one for the. the the Lord of the Rings, you're kind of like, well, I'll reserve judgment because I've had, to, I've been, I've been burned too many times before. Yeah, but when it comes to this, it's like one of the robots is fighting the, the gods near the end of it. It's fighting one of the Godzillas, yeah. and like there's the rocket in the elbow so yeah, that it yeah. can punch at like rocket speed. Yep, yep, that looked great. No, it just looks like there's a lot of really cool ideas there, and there's a lot of really cool influences from Godzilla and also from anime, like like. Uh, um, if, if Evangelion is definitely a huge with um, the thing on the ship yeah it was definitely yeah. a, definitely a huge and even just the, the the kaiju attacking a bridge there's like the cable snapping and cars going and all that yeah. kind of shit looks yeah. amazing looks really really cool the bit, did you, the one scene of them running though looks ridiculously retarded yeah because the guys who drive these things I mean maybe it's a, maybe it could be an unofficial sequel or prequel to Robot Jocks I don't know mm-hmm. but at least, but when they're running they're actually their feet they're, they're running inside this, the robot their legs yeah. are actually moving on some kind of treadmill yeah, it thingy. does look a bit funny that looks gay <laughs> and the other thing for fans of Portal is that um, Portal is a video game where you yes I know puzzle Portal. stuff I know Portal the storytelling in that game is great because it's all done not through cutscenes right now it's just through the environment most of it's through the environment mm-hmm. and, the, and the, the, the narration of the robot setting you up to do the computer to set you up these tests mm-hmm. they've used that actress and they've used the same filter they put on her voice that when she says like initializing Gypsy Danger and all that kind of stuff which is very weird it's like mm-hmm. they didn't even say we liked her work let's adapt it for a movie they literally just it's the exact same voice if you play the game oh shit so it's kind of weird because it you know, has that kind of computery inflection effect mm-hmm, over it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean that. Fuck. No, that 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 trailer blew my mind. It was, yeah. uh, it was and Charlie Hunnam should just voice over everything. Yeah, he's got a fantastic voice. He's got a really cool voice, and um, and yeah, they showed that trailer at the, before the Hobbit started, and so so I got to see it on the big screen. Oh. so it was awesome. Here, yeah, here, really, yeah. We didn't get good trailers. I don't think we just got the one. Yeah, actually, no, no, no. We got two trailers. I got two trailers. I got Pacific Rim, and I got a Good Day to Die Hard. Well, I don't think we got. We didn't get those. I can't remember what we got. Alright. Looking at ads. Another another uh, trailer that came out was uh the trailer for After Earth. Yeah. Now I saw the Oblivion one first. I saw the Oblivion one first as well. Yeah. And you after talk Earth, about it, you want to talk about Oblivion first? Well, I mean it, it kind of factors into what I thought about After Earth because there's, After there's, Earth seems to pale a little bit. I actually really liked uh the trailer for After Earth. Really? Uh, the, I mean the only I mean if I was gonna So After Earth is the Will Smith I mean for those of you who don't I mean for those of you who got fed up waiting for Yahoo movies to load. Um <laughs> Uh, After Earth, Earth is, is the new is the new film by M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong with uh, the Smiths go to Washington. Yeah, it's, um, it's Will, Will Will and Jaden Smith as uh, father and son, obviously. 
who uh, crash land on Earth after everyone's left. Maybe. Yeah, and it's a, it's a class one quarantine. Yeah, planet. quarantine play. Whatever, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. Um, but it kind of looks a little bit like I don't know. I mean, I I liked it. I liked the whole sort of philosophical tone of it. Yeah, does um, it, I mean. Will Smith's doing his I'm, I'm acting face for an awful lot of it. There's a lot of stoic Will, and I'm, I'm beginning to think that might be boring Will. Yeah. He has his uh, well, seven pounds face on. Well, it's clearly... Pounds, it, what was it called? Yes. Six pounds. Five seven pounds. pounds. Seven pounds. Yeah. Well, it's jellyfish, right? Well, it's, he's clearly not the lead. No. You know, um, and, it's that, the kid. And, and, I, and I find that to be quite interesting, yeah. that uh, he's going to be more playing a supporting character. It looks like he might be stuck at home for a little bit because he's doing that thing with his leg, which bit. is kind of cool, yeah. but it's also that, that like, was, well, if you can do that, you can do anything, so... Yep. And uh, Jaden Jaden Smith actually is he's he's grown up. He looks pretty different. Yeah. Um, and those they're like wearing like Fremen still suits from Dune that they do change over the course of the movie. So there could yeah. be quite a lot of different things going on. But it could just be like literally all of Jaden Smith just running around in the jungle on his own trying to get something to help his dad. It could be. It, it could be, be the Ewok adventure. They, they don't they don't really tell you that much. The tra- the trailer doesn't give that much away in terms of like actual plot structure and what's yeah. going on I mean but it does um, open very strongly with them trying to do the, the breathing yeah, that and was then cool. there's like there's an, air, there's, an, there's an airlock breach and Will Smith just gets sucked the fuck down the corridor yeah, that was cool that was cool and did you notice that uh, not a single mention of the director's name in the trailer yeah, actually. yeah. <laughs> I wonder whose decision that was is that, is that the end they find him on the fucking planet that's the twist yeah yeah <laughs> and cut and the movie just ends uh, but I mean, I, I did read some of the talkbacks, and a lot of people were saying that they didn't like the trailer, and that they found they thought that the uh, the CGI animals look look fake. Mm. Um, personally, I really liked the trailer. I thought it, I thought it looked very interesting. Mm. I hope there's a little bit more to it. Yeah, yeah, it does look um, very basic. It's it's the the family Crusoe, yeah, the Swiss Family Robinson, yeah. We just with but 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 I but I did like the tone of it. I mean, like that whole sort of like monologue, that philosophical monologue, and with the imagery that they chose to match it with. I thought that it actually worked really well. I'm 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 actually officially excited for this film I wasn't I think well, for me but, I, 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 but, I, I've, I, but I've always been like you know I mean even though his last his last couple of movies have really sucked really sucked I still re- got a lot of love for the Fresh Prince I, I no actually I was going to say I still got a lot of love for M. Night oh I really want him to to make a good film because yeah. you know I mean like I, I love his early work yeah. and then suddenly he just started making shit like not even like noble failures just crap yeah you know, and how do you do that? How did the guy who wrote Sixth Sense write The Happening? You know, he took, I just, he took I just career don't get notes that. from George Lucas, probably. Uh. And how did the guy who got who managed to direct probably the two best Bruce Willis performances in you know ever? Yeah. Uh, I mean, with the exception of like Twelve Monkeys, you know, uh, how did he get a, a non-performance out of Mark Wahlberg? You know, it's like there's just things that just don't make sense to me. How how, how is I still haven't guy? seen this the happening apart from that one scene where he's talking to the plastic plant, and I, that's it's brilliant. It it's, is it's it, so bad. It's it's, it's amazing. The happening is a horrible movie. I mean, it really is <laughs> atrocious. Uh, you know, it, it's got a relatively <coughs> decent opening. Yeah. You know, the opening of the film, like the first four or five minutes, oh, you think, oh, this this looks pretty interesting, and mm-hmm. then it just goes downhill all there. What do you think of signs? Where does that fit in your good bad scale? So I, I like signs. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I th- the twist was a bit retarded at the yeah, end. That, well, the twist is that Jesus loves loves Joaquin Phoenix and wants him to play baseball. There you go. Yeah. I mean, and, also and, aliens invading a planet that's ninety percent, seventy five percent water. The aliens are kind of retarded. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Put on some pants, man, or a waterproof <laughs> suit. <laughs> don't go. Just, don't go walking around Brazil in your skinnies. <laughs> you mean you're out here all this boots and skull without Wellingtons? <laughs> uh, 
But what I found was that the After Earth trailer was a bit too meditative compared to what we saw in the Oblivion trailer, which is Tom Cruise starring in director Joseph Kaczynski's um, other post-Earth jo- Abandonment movie. Joseph uh, Kaczynski is the director of Tron Legacy. And will actually st- apparently is still attached to the director Direct of Tron, Tron 3, one, yeah. which they have a new writer for. They had a writer a while ago, but they have a new writer for it now as well. I, I mean, I, I liked the trailer for Oblivion. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a more of an action. It has more of a... It's an easier sell yeah. by the looks of things. I mean, it's got... I mean, compared to After Earth, Tom Cruise, and I know this is saying a lot, but he came off as more human. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's playing basketball. He's, you know, talking about the World Series and all that kind of stuff, which is, you know, he, he is... I the, actually didn't like that. Well, it's a very... It's a well-known trope. I mean, it's like Watch from Firefly. You I, always I, have I the actually, one guy. I actually didn't like that. When, when he started doing that, I was like, okay, you better... You, this trailer better go in a different direction quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm a... They always... There's always one guy in the future who listens to uh, 20th century music for no fucking reason. For no fucking reason. Apart from that, they can get it cheap. Oh, they can't. You know, they haven't got a good enough composer to come up with music for the future. And mm. uh, what was the classic version of that? In um, what was that Starship Troopers ripoff wannabe or Top Gun thingy? What Space Above and Beyond? The first oh, attack Jesus is to the Christ. Ramones. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, hey, oh, let's go. Uh, but um, I mean, this looks interesting again. Morgan Freeman's creepy now. I, I, I actually preferred the After Earth trailer to the Oblivion trailer. Really? Yeah, I liked the design. Of, of oblivion, it is very well the, the, the 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 the, little, the actual the, the, the actual design. From yeah, the design from. Did you remember slipstream? Yes, I remember slipstream. <laughs> did you watch it? We did. Did you watch that with anticipation because Mark Hamill was in it after seeing Star Wars? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> no. <laughs> Depressing uh, robot movie. But it was. Um, I, I really like the look of Oblivion. Like yeah. uh, the the actual sort of design, everything looks really cool. But. Morgan Freeman looks retarded in this movie. As soon as the lights came on and and and, and uh, you saw how as re- as Quato, it's like he's resistance It's like Quato meets Morpheus because there's not supposed to be anyone left on the planet. Yeah, but but there's, I, there's, but there's like fifty guys for some strange out. reason. Once that sort of like once that sort of ragtag group of survivors were, were, were sort of revealed themselves, I just kind of lost interest. Really, you know, it's like this is like no escape. What is, you know, it's like I, I, well, they were indoors. So no escape was all in there. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's, it's just this weird thing where no escape's correct. <laughs> it's it's a great bad movie. I think I've seen that movie under all its different titles because there's no escape, escape no from escape from the premium, escape from Absalom, Absalom, and no escape from the penal colony. I, love, I, I saw I, that in a DVD. I just love I just love Stuart Gordon's war cry. Ah, ah, ah. Do you remember that scene where he's just ah? Oh. Really, Otis in deep shit. Really, well, really, a career was he just crazy in that fucking movie? Um, but what got me was the fact that they know him and he doesn't know them. So I'm think I'm hoping there's more to it as well. Yeah, and there seems to be some psychological aspect to it. But the design looks very nice, I, and there's some action. There's a lot of action in it. Yes, so again, a lot of action. I mean, I was I was on board yeah. until Morgan Freeman and, and his posse turned up. Yeah. As soon as Morgan Freeman and his posse turned up, for some strange reason, I just got this feeling that I've seen this before. The thing that got I got that feeling slightly when it said from the producers of Planet of the Apes, and then they showed like the next shot is a thing that looks very much like an ape. <laughs> Did you see that? No, I don't know what I, that's I, I, all about. I missed that because there's a thing that's not really clear from this, but it is from the synopsis. Is that there is remnants of aliens left behind? And right. That's why those drones are going around killing shit. That's right. That's right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sh- I'm sure this is uh, not the last trailer we'll get from this film. So no, definitely not. But it, I mean, again, we'll be, I'd say After Earth suffers in comparison to Oblivion, in my opinion. But like, it is again like. Getting two big fucking movies on this shit. Yep, and also, but I mean, Oblivion, I believe, is a, it's an April release, is it? and um, and After Earth is uh, summer, July, I think. Oh, okay, it's it's the big Willy weekend. God, 
No. Big Willie weekend. It's the millennium that, is well over, man. That 4th of July weekend, that's always been Big Willie's. Has it always? Did he win it with I Am Legend? Majority of... No, that was December. I Am Legend was a December release. But ma- majority of uh, Will Smith's movies have usually been the 4th of July weekend, ever since Independence Day. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But, uh, so, yeah. Uh, the trailers for all of these will be up on the site, by the way, so you can have a look through them and send us your comments. Um, one I kind of missed, and then I only just went back to watch it last night, was the second Lone Ranger trailer. I did not watch the second Lone Ranger trailer. I saw the first one. Yeah, we, this, we, we talked this, about the first one, and the first one was kind of like, this could go either way. This movie just, it just has the smell of death on it. <coughs> I actually, no, I, I, there's there's a thing, like, I mean, there's a bit more plot to it this time. Mm-hmm. So it's showing that, like, you know, there is Arnie, Army. Army Hammer. Gets up and he <laughs> wakes up, and he's all covered, covered in muck, and he pulls a gun on Johnny Depp, and he's like, why, why, what are we doing here? What are you talking to that horse? Why am I covered in mud? And he's like, you were dead, I buried you. And there's all this, you know, kind of spirit walker thing going on. The horse seemingly is very integral to the plot because it's up a tree wearing a hat, cowboy hat at one point. The and, horse, yeah, the horse. And um, <laughs> maybe I should see this. And, and, and Johnny Depp just looks over and says, "There's something very wrong with that horse." <laughs> so there is a, the, the humor side comes out of it. It was reminded a lot of the first of the par- parts of the Caribbean movies. There's a lot more set piece action stuff in this and hero- heroism. Why can't they just make the Lone Ranger? Why does it have to be like a, like like a Pirates of the Caribbean? Well, no, I mean in, in, a, in a good way. Right. Like the, the the good parts of the first one. Although it was watching this, I couldn't. I don't know why. How I, many I, I, pirates I, I, movies are there? Hmm. Was what? Uh, there's a, there's a lot. Yeah. How many are the, how many pirates of the Caribbean movies? Are oh, there? three. No, four. Sorry. Yeah. Those are, I, I had to go look it up. Four. 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 <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about four. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I <laughs> on Stranger Tides. Yeah. Oh, That's that was the the one thing that you will hate in this fucking movie was from Jerry Bruckheimer and Gore Verbinski, the team who brought you, and then it just shows the skull, the fucking Johnny Depp skull with burning crossbones behind it, and I'm like, fuck off. Christ. That's like, just say it or don't say it. Don't do that. Yeah. In jokey bullshit, <laughs> uh, but I had literally forgotten there were four Pirates movies. I was going to say it's a lot. It's a lot. You know, hopefully it's more Curse of the Black. At first, Pearl I wasn't sure if you were asking Pirates of the Caribbean or just Pirates movies in, in general. general. Oh yeah, because you know like, that, of course. I was, you know, I was about to bring up Cutthroat Island. <laughs> <laughs> it's always on the telly. Have you noticed that? It's always on. Uh, is it? Yeah, that's, I've seen that movie too Cut many Cut times. Island. That movie's horrible. Oh. <laughs> Frank Langella's in that one, me? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know why I just cannot seem to muster any interest in Lone Ranger I, I, I'm gonna look at this because I mean there's elements of it that make it look like Rango 2 yeah and that's another reason I, I, just, I, I don't know it's like I just I just don't want to see I just don't want to see Gorbin, Jerry Bruckheimer do around uh, yeah I just, I just don't I just don't want to see Jerry Bruckheimer do, like do another one of these sorts of like I don't know. It's like I don't even know how to how to describe it. Like just like, like like what I was saying the last time. I'm just sick to death of watching Johnny Depp play Johnny Depp. Mm. You know, I'd like to see Johnny Depp play a, a real character. Well, for he's once. playing Johnny Depp with a, a bird on his head this time. Yeah, you know. Again, <laughs> you know, Army Hammer is just like doesn't do shit for me. Yeah. Uh, Gore Verbinski. I mean, again, it's like I'd like. I, th- I really like Gore Verbinski. I think he's a great director, but I'd like to see him do something else. Yeah, I wish he'd done that Bioshock movie because that. Bioshock is a underwater city, and there's a whole weird setup and everything. And it would have hit the way he's looked of the pirates movies, the way he made things look mostly yeah. real. Like, I mean, when you look back to the what's his the, the ship of, which is the one with Bill Nye, uh, two, 
Yeah. The way that was done mm-hmm. was amazing. Mm, like, yeah. You can't really tell where Bill now stops and yeah. the other thing yeah. begins. And hit anything else he puts his mind to looks like it would be amazing. I mean, yeah, I and everything, but yeah. tying everything together yeah. looks seamless. You know, and also, but also just feels like he's been down this road before. It's like it feels very similar in tone to the Pirates movies. Yeah. Uh, feels very similar in tone to Rango. And I love Rango. I thought Rango was one of the best animated films I've seen in years. Yeah. Um, but I, I, um, I also like some of his more low-key stuff, like like The Weatherman. You know, and I thought that The Weatherman was a really, really good film. And I'd like to see him just go in that direction a little bit and do, mm. do some stuff that... It can still be weird, but... but Stop but, doing big, budget, weird blockbusters. Yeah, I mean, like, just, you know, come back down to Earth and do some character shit or something. Mm. Have you seen The Weatherman? I think I've seen with bits Nicola, of it. With Nicolas Cage and, and where Michael he's yeah, 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 the yeah, arrow yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen bits of it where people just they, they piss on him totally because yeah. he's the weatherman. Yeah, yeah. So that's a really good film. Yeah. Um, I saw the second trailer and then the I don't know Yahoo movies again confuses me. Um, I saw two trailers for Django Unchained, which I think the last time we talked about it, it was like Tarantino movies. You mentioned they're not great for trailers, but this one nails the trailers and got me really, 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 really excited about mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot. Like there's moments of the the the, the trailer just punctuated with gunfire, like just literally just. Yeah, five ten seconds of gunfire happening. Mm-hmm. Cool ways. Mm-hmm. And have you seen what Samuel L. Jackson looks like in this movie? Yes, yes. Yeah, he looks like Benson. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he does. Which looks great. Uh, no, I mean Django Unchained. I only saw the first trailer. Yeah, but um, I mean this got me really excited for I'm it. I'm already excited to see it. I don't need to see any more trailers. I, I mean, like, I, I try to avoid yeah. a lot of the trailers these days because trailers just show too fucking much. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was looking at it. It is opening. It's it's opening like a, it's opening two weeks or a week or a week and a half after I come back from Ireland, and it won't be on, after here till March, I think it is. So, best thing a week at home, probably. <laughs> Pretty good idea. <laughs> it's not like you got to be back for work. No. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, on all these trailers, uh, there was a glimpse inside the mind of Charles Swan III, starring Charlie Sheen. This is quite possibly the worst trailer for anything I've ever seen. This does look ridiculous. Yeah, um, I mean, this show it's got a good cast though. It's got Jason Schwartzman, who was one of the most annoying things in it. Yep, everything he does in that movie once makes me want to punch him. Bill Murray's in it. Um, yeah, it's yeah, this because it's written by Roman Coppola and directed by Roman Coppola, but just yeah, yeah it does look like a, it's a very it, weird sort of and like it's trying too hard to be weird. Yeah, like. You know, like things like Rushmore and stuff like that were weird anyway. Yeah. But yeah. this looks like, dear God, like Jason Schwartzman is doing annoying actor weird. Yeah. And Bill Murray's even doing one or two things. You're like, fuck, what's he doing? Yeah, even Bill Murray is like, uh, usually usually Bill Murray gets a get out of jail free card as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, yeah. I found him very awkward in, yeah. in this in this trailer. Um, I mean, hopefully. Charlie Sheen looks all right. <laughs> Charlie Sheen is just sort of. <laughs> Charlie Sheen's just cool, you know? Yeah, he's acting. He just doesn't give a shit. He's not know? doing any of the stupid stuff. He's actually acting and emoting. Yeah. Uh,. I hope that the, I hope the film is better than the trailer because the trailer was truly atrocious. Yeah, and this you know his, his money's not going to last forever. Fucking <laughs> oh yes, it is. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Charlie Sheen never needs to worry about money ever again. Uh, okay, so briefly after that, um, it was X Men news a little bit, which was like uh, Ian McKellen. Uh, sorry, Patrick Stewart came out to say that we're not really supposed to talk about what's going on at all. Mm-hmm, well, and mm-hmm. it's great that Brian said that we're involved, but they're not yet. Yeah, we haven't been. Formerly asked. And you know, uh, what's that artist? Weston. Hmm? Chris Weston? Is it Chris Weston? From. He's an artist. Uh, no. Comic artist. No. Chris Weston, sorry, Weston. For no apparent reason, he did this, which is fantastic. Um, he did Carry On X Men. 
Have oh. you seen this? No, no, I'll no. put this up on the site. So it's got um, St. James as Wolverine doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Can, is this available? Can you buy this? Uh, I don't know. He's, he said he was in talks with Marvel to do it. Where did it say it was? You, this would be an awesome poster to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's talking about seeing whether he can get the clearance from Marvel. Oh, shit. Uh, Chris, yeah, Chris Weston. Mm-hmm. So it's, he's on Twitter at Weston Front. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that he do DMZ. He's done a lot of cool stuff. He's done a lot of dread stuff. He's one of the old X2000 AD you know, alumni. I think he did some Invisibles. And he's done. He's done. He's been working one of the British Invasion kind of, but the right. later level. Right. I think he did maybe did a lot of work with Milligan. But um, yeah, this just looks fucking fantastic. It's this just is got a the really, old, really cool image. Like Barbara Windsor is rogue. Barbara Kenneth, w- Will- <laughs> Kenneth Williams as Magneto is perfect. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I'll put this up on the side as well. I mean, if they can do it, it would be fantastic. <laughs> that's really fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, so th- they actually listed on one other side. I got it. it was Jim Dale as Cyclops, Bernard Breslau as Colossus, who was in um, Krull, uh, Hattie Jacks as Storm, Peter Butterworth as Beast, Joan Sims as Dr. Jean Grey, Kenneth Williams as Magneto, Barbara Windsor as Rogue, Kenneth Connor as Professor Charles Xavier. I don't remember Kenneth Connor. Uh, Sid James as Wolverine, and Charles Hawtrey as Nightcrawler. <laughs> it's fucked up carry on X-Men <laughs> the other poster that we have this week was, was a motion poster for Wolverine which again they can nail the tone and keep that up with it. the motion poster looks like shit by the way yeah I prefer the actual poster the actual poster, poster. The, the motion poster just makes it look cheap yeah uh, guess, but it is but it is a cool image I mean so far I like all of the images that they had, that's uh, been coming out of the Wolverine mm. um it looks like Hugh Jackman is seriously trying to apologize for the first film. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm actually quite excited about this. Because really? Because when we talked about this last, when we were talking about, I think when I brought up the fact that the director said it's going to be kind of after all the other mm-hmm, X-Men mm-hmm, movies, mm-hmm. you were like, this is going to suck. But you've come around? I've come around. I, 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 oh, I've chosen to just be optimistic about it. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, it's going to have a very interesting palette because color palette just because it's in Tokyo yeah um, and I've always been I've always liked that part of the the Wolverine um, mythos mythos the, you know that whole time in, in Japan and uh, you know the Bushido training and all that I, I've it's it'd be really interesting to see w- what they do with it um, I still you know it would have been awesome had uh, Darren Aronofsky uh, yeah been able to stick with the project but James Mangold has done some he's done solid work Copland is a really good movie Heavy's a really good movie um, Night and Day sucks, you know, but... Uh, James but Mangold did the... Walk the Line, he also did... Ten to Yuma? Ten yes, he also... He, uh, I thought that was kind of pointless. Three Ten to Yuma, he yeah. also did Walk the Line. So, you know, James Mangold with the right material... Walk the Line was great. Yeah. So, with the right material, James Mangold has proven that he is a pretty, pretty sick director, so... Yeah. Um, I'm choosing I'm choosing to reserve judgment, and, uh, you know, bless bless you, Jackman, he, he really hits the gym hard, man. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like, he's got... His veins have veins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because the motion poster is really bad death, or really bad resolution. Like you yeah. can see the pixels. For yeah, some yeah, reason. yeah. It's really bad. It actually looks like something that come out that would come out in the eighties. Yeah, and then speaking of like things that are just, that Hollywood needs to kill, trailers for trailers and motion posters, because motion posters are the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, it it's, it's just it's stupid. completely pointless. Yeah, I mean, if you have them at the cinema where you have an LCD screen where it's just running a loop. That works fine on the web. It's pointless. It's like that first. That it's like that first uh, official image that was released of uh, Hugh Jackman, where, where he was like, <laughs> he's just screaming, and and he just he looked drawn. <laughs> the, the the body is just there, like fuck. Is that, is it, that's that's a, that's a photograph. Yeah, have you been photoshopped? <laughs> have you seen Crazy Stupid Love yet? 
no, I haven't. Okay, make time for watching that. Is Christmas. that the one where Ryan Gosling's like just got fifty thousand abs? Yeah, right. And his usual fucking player shtick doesn't work on Emma Stone because she's drunk and she's like, "Fuck off! You are fucking photoshopped." <laughs> so she kind of deflates the def- def- deflates 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 the igloos deflates the fleeters. All there is. Did you see those photos from uh, Seventh Son? Jeff is this Bridges the one with is playing Bridges a wizard again with Julianne Moore or as a witch yeah the fuck is this all where did this, this come this, from yeah this movie just came out of nowhere yeah yeah and I, I hadn't heard shit about this movie yeah I was like and it's just he looks like fucking the, have you seen any of the posters for Assassin's Creed he's wearing a hood and he's got a big beard on him I know him. for some strange reason every time I look at it I just keep thinking season of the witch <laughs> <laughs> which isn't a good thing to think no you know but did hey, you watch it I did actually on mm-hmm. a plane it was horrible. <laughs> but then again, I'm convinced that all Nicolas Cage movies are enjoyable on some level. Yeah. You know, no matter... No Once you've got the right amount of morphine in your blood system, No matter how fine. bad it is, especially when you're, you know, 30,000 feet up in the air and you're... you're, you're and you're oxygen deprived. <laughs> exactly. And you've had a few whiskeys. <laughs> exactly right. In, when, in, in those kinds of circumstances... I'll give Ghost Rider 2 another go. I highly recommend Bangkok Dangerous <laughs> under, under those circumstances. <laughs> I've never seen Bangkok Dangerous. I will say that. <laughs> I've seen it twice on a plane. <laughs> twice going going back and go, going there and coming back. It's it's so fucking bad. You had to watch it again to see if it was real. I just I just couldn't believe that it was that you know it's like this movie is fucking horrible. <laughs> it's like how how big are your IRS problems, dude? I mean, yeah. We lost all his comics. We sold all his comics. Yeah, you know, he got rid of got rid of his comments. But I mean, this is gonna come. This is gonna. This is gonna lose out because what's her name? Uh, Moore. What's her first name? Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. It looks like it's going to clash with Maleficent. Is that still going? Yeah, yeah, with Angelina Jolie. Yeah, and elements of what's going on in Return to Our the, the Oz the Great and Powerful. Mm-hmm. Those kind of seem to have a look mm-hmm. that um, kind of overlaps a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no idea who the kid is in this. Like, because. Jeff Bridges is playing the I all I have was a photo I did see the story yeah. but in the book market the, the, he vanquished her ages ago she's back and now he used to train up the seventh son of a seventh son to fight yeah. her I don't know who the kid was what was that Garrett Headland? <laughs> no I don't think it's Garrett <laughs> <laughs> although I did see something about him being brought back to be in front three yes yes which yes. is like I mean you could recast that no problem he was he was like wallpaper anyway yeah although I don't think it's going to make much of a difference <laughs> you can recast it I don't think it's going to make the film any better yeah I mean, Ger- I mean, Gary Hedlund wasn't great in that in in, in Tron, but yeah. he wasn't the biggest problem with Tron. The script was a big problem in Tron. Yeah, I really like the point. I really like the way they killed the pacing completely by having two flashbacks on a solar sailor while nothing's happening. That was great. Yeah, yeah, I remember. That. I remember that. I remember very, very clearly thinking, "What the fuck is this?" The movie just like drives into a brick fucking wall. It's like, let's sit on this train for twenty minutes while I tell stories of before. Let us advance the plot no further. Gandalf should have appeared he shall not pass until at least 20 minutes all stories deserve some embellishment Uh, finally then for news um, the Star Wars furore craziness has kind of died down for a little bit while people actually start doing work I guess yes Um, and and start start freaking out whoever's doing it it's probably yeah, fuck! I gotta start doing shit and actually make this a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Um, have you? Do you get it? Managed to see Safety Not Guaranteed, a time travel movie? Uh, no, Audrey, I heard, Audrey I heard Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, I heard very good things about it. Yeah, it says some journalist replied to a news ad that says, "I'm going to travel through time. Bring yeah. your own weapon. Must bring own weapon. A time traveler is wanted for." Yeah, 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 bring yeah. Home weapons, and uh, the, the director of the film is uh, supposed to be directing the remake of Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, so Flight of the Navigator are going to remake it. 
So that he was saying he was working on a beloved franchise for Disney and people tied together to Star Wars, mm-hmm. but it is Flight of the Navigator, which is really going to screw up my adaptation of Flight of the Navigator. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And a very unique spin. I'll wait for a trailer. Yeah. Uh, did you? What did you? Was Flight of the Navigator a movie for you as a kid? Um, With the Pee Wee Herman robot. It was. Uh, it, it 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 was. It wasn't as huge a deal as some other films, yeah, but yeah. Uh, it, it was it was uh, a presence. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it the fuck out of it. <laughs> it was a presence. Because <laughs> I saw that before I'd seen her Pee Wee Herman, so I didn't know why the robot was talking so weird. Because it's Paul Rubens, right? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Voice. But, uh, like, I, I mean, I, kids flying spaceships always work for me. Kids flying spaceships. It's very hard to go wrong with that concept. Except in Phantom Menace. Yeah. Just keep keep the kids the fuck away from the space. <laughs> All right, so uh, we would email, but we don't have any emails. Um, you can email us at podcast.getmefries.com. Podcast at getmefries.com. Or you can contact us via the contact us form on the website, or you can tweet at either of us, and we'll probably put it somewhere we'll remember to bring it up. Okay. And our tweeters are on the website. Okay. Um, the hub is going to run long, so I'll just quickly do so, a quick review of The Life of Pi. All right. So, The Life of Pi, based upon the award-winning novel, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars Pi, whose real, uh, his name is Piskeen Patel, for reasons you find out why he's called that, mm-hmm. from Pondicherry. Mm-hmm. This movie is pretty much a movie of kind of three, three-thirds. The book is about three-thirds, I understand, of um, his life in India before getting on a boat being on a boat and then surviving the boat sinking Mm -hmm. and that's well known for what the story is I mean the fucking book cover has him and a tiger on the boat yeah that's all I knew I didn't know anything about the boat yeah and I was surprised if you go into this movie go in relaxed and chill the fuck out enjoy the 3D smoke a bowl if you got them the movie starts very slowly as almost to say you're going to be here for a while relax (laughs) Uh, because you're going to hate this but it does start a little bit like Indian Emily oh okay there's a lot of just him growing up as a kid his Weird uncle. They live in a, they live in a zoo mm-hmm. and setting all this shit up and then stuff goes and they, even just that basic stuff looks cool in three D. Three D in this movie is amazing. We get to that That's later. what I've heard. I've heard that the three D in this movie is really good. They move. The family decides then to move to Canada because the there's you know disruptions. In, it, it's set back in the day. I don't know when it is. There's political disruptions and stuff in India. The money's not going to last forever. The, they can sell the animal. The zoo belongs to the state, but they own the animals, so they can sell the animals and there'll be their money. So they're going to go and set a in life for themselves. An accident happens, and Pi is the only one who survives on a boat with some animals. Now, I didn't know this at all. There are It's not just him and a tiger. There are other animals. There are other animals. Right. Um, I won't say anything more about that, okay. because it is, it is a tricky movie to talk about without spoiling, because there's things a lot of stuff happens that ties into the whole overall actually plot of it right. and you can't really go into it that much okay alright once they get on the boat though like even there's a scene of him in the water it's not saying any spoilers but mm-hmm. it's him in the water and like the, the, the lead up goes into this because he's able to hold his breath because his uncle told him to that's what a lot of that setup is it's just a shot of him underwater hanging there mm-hmm. as you see the ship underwater with the lights on mm-hmm. and from that point onwards it's just it's fabulous looking mm-hmm. like the 3D it's not just the immersive shit that they've all the Hollywood executives have been saying for some reason reading off the same home sheet and I don't know why they keep saying that mm-hmm. Ang Lee does the shit coming out of the camera or shit going into the camera mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's a point where there's a uh, flying fish flying by and mm-hmm. the camera goes behind them mm-hmm. and the fish it pops out of frame mm-hmm. you know yeah. it, it's in your yeah I've, seen, I've, I've actually seen that bit uh, there was a behind the scenes thing and I, they showed that little sequence that little sequence that's, looks, it looks really good and it's, mm-hmm. it's not Overused, mm-hmm. and there's an awful lot of them being becammed. Which just uh, you didn't see Tangled, did you? No, no. 
Tangled had this one shot of you know those lanterns you light with candles and they float yeah, off and yeah, they're on yeah. a completely still lake. Yeah. So the sky is full of lanterns and the water is reflected full of lanterns. Right. The Angley must have seen that because there's an awful lot of shots of you can't really. It looks like the boat is floating on the sky, mm-hmm. or you know you can't tell where things end and things begin, which mm-hmm. all ties into the themes of the movie as well, like mm-hmm. the the lack of food and you know going a bit crazy on this fucking boat. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to survive. It's not a tra- it's easy to say it does survive, but there's a point to the movie. Okay. I won't say there's a twist, but there's a point. You don't have to say any more. I mean, like, I'm already sold. I want to see it. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, what I'm, what I'm get to add is that it's not just the 3D. There's there's an actual point to there's it. There's an actual point to it, and it isn't one where it's like, oh, look, Transcendence, or, you know, Smart Point, or Spirituality, yay. It's like, it, we came out of it actually talking about it. It's a movie you come out talking about. Right. You know, it leaves you with a, a question to ask, because it does just... It's cool. And Irfan's can is awesome in this movie as the older pie telling the story. Mm-hmm. Even the the way that this uh, this is a 3D movie, even the transitions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like the boat will be floating there and Irfan Khan's face will fade in in the foreground. The background will stay there and then the background will la- gradually fill into the living room where he's telling the story to this author. Right, right. And it's fantastic. Right. Like, I mean, those kind of things as well are really, really well done. So I really felt that this was a, the first real 3D movie that really used it like the, the the actual technology properly cool so I definitely recommend seeing it in 3D it is slow at points but as I said I think it's more meditative than slow how like, is it a long film um over two hours I don't I'm not 100% sure mm. okay well it didn't I mean feel, it didn't feel overly long but at the beginning you were going, I was more worried about where the fuck is this going right. I thought it was a boat involved and even the credit sequence is just animals walking around the zoo for like five minutes while they do the full credits at the beginning and you're like right, right, right. what's going on here oh cool no I'll definitely check it out but definitely recommend oh and Rafe Spall's in it like fucking doing nothing that's <laughs> weird he's, he's the author who's been told the story I see I see and he's I just see. sitting there in a the grey suit going and then what <laughs> and this is kind of odd I'll, uh, I think that was the role that uh, Toby Maguire was supposed to play yes. yeah that was apparently it um, yeah. but they wanted to put the focus back on the other character and yeah. as I said there's a scene of that, that that treaty dissolve happens and her friend Crown's crying and it's quite it's very touching it's very right. cool. okay, well uh, I'll just do a really really quick review of uh, Killer Joe cool. um, Killer Joe is <laughs> this movie's fucked up man it's, it's, <laughs> it's really fucked up William Friedkin I mean he's like what 80 something like he and, must be now, yeah. And yet he's and yet he's doing fucked up shit like this. This what is was the Exorcist, sixty seventy seven. Seventy seven. Exorcist was seventy seven. Um, this is um, it's about this family, uh, Emil Hirsch, Juno Temple, and Thomas Hayden Church and Gina Gershon. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church is um, Emil Hirsch's uh, dad, and Juno Temple is um, uh, and Juno, Juno Temple's the daughter. Gina Gershon is the is the the second wife. Okay. And um, basically, Emil Hirsch goes to the story is Emil Hirsch, Emil Hirsch uh, takes the, has this plan that he takes to um, Thomas Hayden Church where he basically says um, let's let's kill mom because uh, I found out that she's got an insurance policy worth 50, worth 50 grand and so uh, the stepmom or the, the first the, mom the first mom and so <coughs> so everybody gets in on the plan and uh, Killer Joe is this guy who's played by Matthew McConaughey who is um uh, he's a he's a detective who just happens to kill people on the side. Yeah. He's and and so they go to him with this with this proposition, and he wants money up front. They can't give him money up front, so he's like, "All right, uh, as a retainer, I want your sister." <laughs> and that's pretty much it. I mean, like to say anything to say any, any more uh-huh. would be again like be giving a lot of stuff away. But it's it's 
it's charcoal black. Really? I mean, it's black humor, right? It's black humor. I mean, there's a lot of laugh out loud moments, but you're laughing because these guys are so fucking stupid. <laughs> like Emil Hirsch's character is fucking retarded, you know, and it's just a real Kentucky Fried fucking black comedy fucked up thriller. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a redneck noir. Yeah, it's a redneck noir, and one, and I'm I'm gonna forever refer to Kentucky Fried Chicken now as K Fry C. K Fry C. Yeah, you were <laughs> telling me that. Tina Gershon, she's just like, stop by the K Fry C. <laughs> you want some K Fry C? I'm like, fuck. It's just so fucking trailer trash. It's ridiculous. Oh. And Gina Gershon just flashes her her bush every, all the time. All the time. She does that in real life though as well. Yeah. Juno Temple, like, there's a lot of nudity in this film. Juno Temple's one of those actresses I have hard time picturing at all. Like, it just, I don't know what she looks like. I don't know who she is. Well, she was uh, Catwoman's, uh, Catwoman's friend in Dark Knight Rises. Uh, yeah, and, I don't know what she was. She was Michael Sarah's love interest in year one. Yeah, I've uh, that shit. I, I like Juno Temple. I think she's an amazing actress. All the, all the performances in this film across the board are great. Matthew McConaughey's awesome in this. So I've heard that, yeah. He's really good in this. Um, and, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not a feel good movie. No. And some, there is one sequence in particular oh. that is truly disturbing. This is with chicken, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I've heard that's, of that's this. That's truly fucking disturbing. Because they were talking about this on the BBC and they were trying to talk around it on like a mid afternoon show. And yeah. it's like, a it's, lo- that, that you either leave at that point or you stay with the rest of the movie. I mean, I was cringing. Yeah. It's fucked up. Um, no. So, but but I highly recommend it. Is it is a really really good film, and it's but not one to watch with the parents on Sunday afternoon. No, no, no. Or Christmas day. I, I Christmas, I, Christmas day just before we have the turkey. No, I wouldn't watch this. I wouldn't watch this with, with parents. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't watch this with anyone. <laughs> did you watch it on your own? No. <laughs> I had the missus with me. How did she think of it? Well, she normally falls asleep during most films, but she stayed awake for this one. <laughs> and that's a, that's a, that's a it's like, stamp of approval. It's like, this is fucked up. <laughs> she's all like, are you getting turned on? No. <laughs> <laughs> you sick fuck. <laughs> but yeah, I highly recommend it. It is a really good film. And it's also rare these days that, <clears throat> that you have a movie that, that commits so entirely to being as fucked up as it is yeah yeah so yeah I, I highly recommend it because that's I think I mentioned to you off off cast there's something with like Holy Rollers is also something that commits to just being fucking weird yeah uh, that's I've heard about that I really want to yeah. see that I want to see that as well uh, quickly before we get into our main event then the, the Raid Redemption I think it was just called The Raid when it came out in Indonesia uh, it's an Indonesian movie directed by a Welshman Gareth Edwards who's now working on the sequel I think it came out in 2011. Yeah. Um, it got big push in the US and they got a Linkin Park soundtrack, I think, added to the version I saw. Mm-hmm. It's basically Judge Dredd, only with more cops. Mm-hmm. So there's about 15, 20 cops, a lot of them rookies, meet up with this inspector, they're going to raid this building and at the top floor, on the 15th floor, there is a gangland leader who's been taken over the building and he's renting out rooms to other uh, criminals so that they can, you know, they can pull their protection instead of having to you know defend all these other places mm-hmm. and they can pull their bribe money as well to get the fucking cops out right all the guys go in they're not like oh, dread they were a little unprepared these guys are prepared for it they still get fucked in the ass there is no you know that's not spoiling anything again mm-hmm. uh, there's one uh, young guy who obviously is your main character because you see him leaving his wife at the beginning and talking about coming back to the baby you know it's, it's almost the version of looking at your, your letter on the love line on, yeah. the, on the war line um, I can't remember his fucking name is but the plan is stealth. It goes south fast. Mm-hmm. Cops die everywhere. There's a few people left, and then they just go apeshit insane with the martial, the local martial arts in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. There are fight scenes in this that go on for ages and are made up of like 180 to 200 moves that seemingly are strung together. Mm-hmm. 
like you have someone fighting with a baton and a combat knife mm-hmm. blocking two guys with machetes with one arm then like hitting a guy in the face with the baton quickly like in the time when a normal movie you get a punch in he stabbed the other motherfucker three times with the combat knife like, this is not like he's not arresting these guys anymore right um, you know, or slamming someone's head against the wall and then slamming against the wall three more times as he falls to the ground smashing lights on the way right it's just super fast super kinetic a, a lot of it reminded me of the scenes of Old Boy that that scene in Old Boy with mm, the hand yeah, in the yeah, corridor yeah, 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 yeah. there's an awful lot of that not on the same level but as a martial arts movie it's amazing I sat there with the finger on the rewind button because with times myself and uh, the Jamie Dodger mm-hmm. were like fuck and rewind that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. show me that again right it wasn't just me it was her she was saying Dude, what the fuck did he just do <laughs> I can picture her saying that yeah <laughs> And, you know, they, like, end up going through walls and floors and shit trying to get away from stuff. It's very inventive. Just a great action movie. I highly recommend watching it. It's in Indonesian. I, w- I watched it in Indonesian with subtitles because I wasn't going to dub that shit. It would be bad. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it is better than Dread. Cool. No, I, I want to see this. I got it at home, actually. I need, to, I need to watch it. It's very, very good. Um, just, again, don't, you don't fall asleep watching it. You stay awake with it because it's just shit going on. Right. There's moments of... There is a plot to it. There is moments of silent quietness in it, but then it goes back to it and just crazy fighting shit all over again. Right. Cool. And now on to our main event. How many years in the waiting? I only realized... After I did the, the Twilight rewatch, um, I was missing out on checking in with the same characters over the course of... Not, th- not those characters, but mm-hmm. just watching something with the same characters in it every night. Yeah. So I did watch Lord of the Rings recently. Uh, you did? Yeah. Okay. And then I realized that The Two Towers was 2003. No. No, t- uh, 2002. Uh, the Return of the King, the King was 2003. 2003. Yeah. So that is, yeah, just coming up on 10 years ago, yeah. which then I felt very old. Yeah. Um, okay, I mean, first first, first thing with, with this, with The Hobbit, um, I... I just I cannot be objective with it. I mean, it's. Um, I didn't realize you were so in love with the Hobbit. It's it's just this. I mean, it's just this thing where it's. I just I just I just think it's an amazing adaptation. And oh yeah, but you 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 said you mentioned me offhand as well. You read you read the book a lot, or you read a lot, or you're more familiar with it than the Lord of the Rings or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I I read the, I read the Hobbit when I was like twelve or thirteen, mm-hmm. and um, I've recently read it again. Yeah. Um, and I think this is an amazing adaptation. The way that they've gone about doing it, I think, is re- just really cool. Mm. And I just don't understand any kind of real criticism towards it. You know, it's like if you don't like this film, then I don't think we can be friends. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> you have a stone where your heart should be. It's it's just this weird thing. I mean, like it's uh, you know where, where people talk. Like one of the one of the sort of uh, criticisms that I've heard is that um, that there's not much character development for the dwarves and I was like are you insane are you insane yeah there's actually more character development in the film than there is in the book and, you know? and there's more character development for the dwarves than Legolas got in the whole three movies there's one thing I think I mentioned to you as well offhand yeah watching the movies again Orlando Bloom is a plank of fucking wood yeah I mean, I mean he's from the Merc- he is the Merkwood he's just he's just he's just there to look pretty and to shoot and to surf things occasionally yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Gimli got a lot more of it because yeah. he's comedy but these guys as well I mean Balin is fucking amazing in this movie yeah. I, I thought the guy who played Balin I've seen I think some tumblers have had the pictures of them in like Downton Abbey or in BBC mm-hmm. TV shows mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the Hobbit stuff and you're like Oh fuck! Because I knew that James Nesbitt was in it was funny hat. Yeah, and, it's, yeah. and it's, you, there's no hiding that accent. He gives his yeah. accent full fucking. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Where are you going? Where are you going there? And uh, Rich and Thorin's awesome. Yeah, Thorin is fucking. I thought Thorin was going to be the distant one, and I thought, who's the good-looking one from Being Human? Philly or Killy? 
uh, Philly. Yeah, I thought uh, because of the way he was less beardy in the yeah. younger one, I thought he was more of a four, a four character because I forgot. I haven't but, read the book in a long but, time. But, well, before before we get into it, I mean, like, okay. unless you've been living under a fucking rock, like, or in a hole like, in the ground, you know, <laughs> this is the prequel to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes, and. Um, the story of the Hobbit is very simple. I mean, it's it's the story of Bilbo Baggins, who it's is there and uh, back again. Hmm? It's there and back again. Yeah, um, you know, it's the story of Bilbo Baggins, who's just uh, your your regular kind of Hobbit, has no real desire to have any adventure, uh, and um, likes to eat. Uh, you know, he's just happy being a Hobbit and Hobbiton. And Gandalf the Grey turns up and basically says, "I've chosen you to be." Um, the uh, the last member of uh, this this company to share in an adventure, which involves him and thirteen dwarves, yeah. who are going to essentially reclaim that they're, they're, they're this long trek to the to the this lonely mountain, yeah. to the lonely mountain where they shall reclaim their long uh, their, their lost treasure from the dragon smog. Yeah, and the, the, the fortress of Erebor. Yes, who yes. The, the dragon who took them over because they they hoarded too much gold because dragons can smell that shit apparently. Yes. Um, uh, did you? F- uh, yeah. So the, 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 the setup of all these dwarves are right. and Bilbo. I, I, and, it's I, along, I, and it's along the way uh, that uh, that he the Bilbo finds the ring. He meets he meets Gollum and he ends up, he finds the ring. Yeah. Um, that setup. I was trying to remember because it Gandalf just fucking knows everybody. Yeah. He's everybody's uncle. Yes. He knows <laughs> everybody. He just does because I was thinking. And and it gets better, like in like in film two and film three, he knows even more people. Yeah, because yeah. as I was watching it, I was just thinking, oh yeah, I forgot how they actually knew each other because I haven't read The Hobbit in a long time. Mm-hmm. As long as it's been since I read The Lord of the Rings, I have mm-hmm. even longer. So again, and it was just the same experience. And for even me. then, it was vague. Like uh, like the, the, he vaguely remembered him. He remembered him. He knew him fu- when he was this high. Yeah, he was yeah. running around because he used to be a Took. Yeah, and yeah, Tooks yeah. were a bit more adventurous. Yeah, yeah. Than the hob than the the Bagginses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I mean. He's a spiteful old man. He's like, I'm going to show this little boring shit. I'm going to put a mark on his door, and he's going to have fucking dinner guests. <laughs> I mean, it's there's so many nice nods to the book and 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 the movies and 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 the films. I mean, it's really interesting how they foreshadow the the films. I mean, what, Gandalf what, never gets the hang of that chandelier. Yeah, he's constantly yeah. walking into it. And what's what what I thought was really interesting was that Peter Jackson was doing two things with this film: is that he's making an adaptation of The Hobbit, but more than that, he is making a prequel to Lord of the Rings. Yes, that's and, where I think you might hear people complaining about pacing or it goes on fucking ever. But that the but, beginning is long because they're spending time with Ian Holm explaining stuff and tying it into the Lord of the Rings yeah, yeah. and then you get the old uh, Martin Freeman and again I think it is bec- looking back on that it wasn't such a complaint yeah. I mean I did feel that it could have been moved quicker but, but I, I, I didn't it I, is meant to be seen as this is the beginning of the Lord of the Rings yes as yeah. opposed to this it's, is the Hobbit this, this is not just yeah. the Hobbit that we are this is, we are foreshadowing the things that are to come and what I thought what I thought was really interesting is the way how uh, things happen in the book that they would change it slightly to foreshadow the way it happens in, in, in Lord of the Rings. Like, for example, when the first time Bilbo tries on the ring. Yeah. The way that happens in the book is very... It's almost like it's it's almost like a throwaway. You just slip it on his hand in his pocket. It's, or you know, like. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's just a, it's an accident. He doesn't fall down. Yeah. It's in his pocket. It's, it's very sort of like... It's a very... It's a non-event almost. Mm. Uh, whereas the way it happens here, it happens in a similar way to the, to the way it happens to Frodo in Lord of in the, the Rings. In The Prancing Pony. The shot yeah. is very yeah. similar very as similar. well with the, the ring going through the air using its will yeah. a little bit. And just the way that he finds the ring as well. like uh, Because the way he finds the ring in the book, again, it's like a non-event. It's it's just dark. He can't see shit. And he's like, what's this fucking thing? Oh, it's a ring. He puts it in his pocket just like just like that. Yeah. Whereas here, we because we need to foreshadow just how 
fucking eat, fucked up this ring is. Uh-huh. They need to make they need to make a bigger bigger sort of show of it. And the scene, the riddles in the dark scene with Gollum is probably one of the best scenes I've seen in a film. You heard they year. shot that first, right? Yeah, they shot that. And first. they shot they did a couple of them where they just went full. Yeah, yeah. Which they they were announced recently. That scene. So for my comments will be changed by the fact I saw it in the three D and in forty eight frames per second. You saw it in two D. I saw it in digital two D. Digital two yeah. D. <clears throat> I did see something else with I watched some of the Colbert report because mm-hmm. Stephen Colbert is a massive fucking Tolkien nerd. Yeah, he and is. he was talking to the guys, and he was like, Peter Jackson did say they put more, they doubled the muscles in Gollum's face. Yes, so that, that it doesn't, it just models Andy Circus's face more in high frame rate and in three um, D. Gollum looks as real as like fucking Martin Freeman. It's insane. I mean, when you watch the old ones, when I watch the old ones again, you can see. Andy Serkis's eyes at the time I didn't know who the fuck Andy Serkis was yeah. but when you see him in other things and you know his face and you've seen him do the when, when you, it was only after the third movie I think it was or the second or third movie when they started showing the side by side footage of Gollum and him with the stuff on his face yeah, it was the second they didn't film. really show it earlier yeah. um, but you can see the nuances the mm-hmm. character and everything in his face but you can see it all moving and it's just it's amazing it's not a digital character mm-hmm. fuck Jar Jar this is the first real amazing looking yeah. full on character but uh and, and and another another thing like that, that that people are complaining about is that, like it's too that it's too bloated. And what Peter Jackson has been doing is that he's basically gone <coughs> and uh, taken stuff again from the appendices mm-hmm. uh, because in again in the book there's no mention of Sauron. Mm. You know, um, and if you're when you make and if you're doing an adaptation of the Hobbit, I suppose that's okay. But if you're doing a prequel to Lord of the Rings, yeah. you need to have some talk of Sauron. So what what um, Peter Jackson has decided to do is that he's brought in Radagast the Brown mm-hmm. and um, create and and had this sort of like uh, council meeting with uh, Saruman the White and Gandalf and with Galadriel and and uh, that and I didn't have any issues with that. I noticed that people seem to be having issues with Radagast. Like Radagast is one of these take it or leave it type of mm. you know. Um, he is he. <laughs> he does look like he has parody streamers on his face. He does. What I liked about Radagast was that Radagast felt like a character that belonged in in an. In an old Peter Jackson movie, you know, and, and brain dead or something. Yeah, and I and I found that very comforting. It was something about the Radagast character that was like, this is like a dead again character. Mm. The way, even even the level of acting, the way that he's playing it up, it, it reminded me of, of like Bad Taste or mm. you know, de- or dead or dead alive. Because there wasn't in this either the HF or the 3D. There's not an awful lot of the Peter Jackson Sam Raimi style of things that he used to do like there is some in the Lord of the Rings where there's cameras running through forest on rigs or yeah. like like you know he yeah. did do some of that kind of stuff or a lot of the, there used to be handheld kind of spinny yeah, shots yeah, yeah. There wasn't they, a, they, they can't do that anymore I think with yeah, the cameras yeah. but maybe he filled it in with Badoon Renegast instead yeah but also but also, I mean uh, I, <laughs> the, the camera goes pretty crazy in Goblin Town yeah uh, but one thing I just I mean d- d- just, the camera goes pretty cra- things get pretty crazy in Goblin yeah, Town yeah Goblin Town it's just that's fucking that whole sequence is just insane yeah and that's another thing with the, the high frame rate so they're running around bridges are collapsing goblins are falling everywhere wherever you look it's detailed mm. it's not that it's not the sailors in the background of the Titanic when they're falling off that you can tell if you look closely enough on the DVD that mm. they are just you know rubber models they're badly modeled computer generated guys mm. you can look anywhere on the screen in that high frame rate and it's, you can see the detail it's mm. insane but something that I'd like to point out is that, and why why I love the film so much, and why I don't understand people who don't, especially people who claim to be fans of the book, mm-hmm. is that this movie is clearly made by Tolkien worshippers. Like, yeah, you know, it is. It is. It's not one hundred percent faithful to the book, but then again, neither was Lord of the Rings. Mm. You know, and what they have changed, I think they've changed for the better. 
you know, uh, because and and when you and when you're talking about the whole idea of like making it, you know, like stretching it out into three films. If you go back and read The Hobbit, The Hobbit is, you know, it's it's a short it's 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 a shorter book than Lord of the Rings, but it actually is quite vague in some of its descriptions, and mm. and it glosses over a lot of things and like spends one paragraph talking about stuff that in a in a film there's no way in hell you could just have that for five minutes this is at least a 15 20 minute sequence mm. in just one paragraph because there is them the, the second movie will be them getting to the mountain and the dragon and the third movie is the battle outside right yeah kind yeah. of i mean because I, I vaguely remember them getting to the mountain and then there's very much a chapter split and then yeah there's a battle outside yeah right, where Tol- other... tolkien's a big fan of like taking you to one one point in the story and then, and then the next chapter backtracking to like two chapters before. Yeah, and so, so and two months prior. I mean, he he was basically ready for the cold opening that they have these days, where you yeah. know, fucking, what's a popular television show? Um, you know, Doctor Who gets shot in yeah. the head, and it yeah. says six hours previously. Yeah, you know, but and but the film is everything about the film just reeks of of Tolkien love. Yeah, you know, and uh, like, there's you just look at the you, the. the, the the way the characters and the way that the looks of the dwarves have been done. So, like, 13 characters is a lot, but you're rough, apart from, there's one or two maybe in this movie you don't see an awful lot of. Yeah. But, there's the fat one. There's the one with the funny hat. Yeah. There's the one with no beard. There's yep. the other, there's the ginger one with less of a beard. There's the one with the white beard. There's the kingly looking one, you know? Mm-hmm. We've already yeah. covered most of them there. Um, but they do, they, they pop on screen and, you know, they all have, a lot of, most of them have their little moment with Bilbo and Gandalf or whatever and yeah. with Thorin. And Thorin becomes an Aragorn by the, the third tree quarter mark. Yeah. And, and the way that the, uh, that whole thing starts with the, with the dwarves coming in is unbelievably faithful to the book. Yeah. The, uh, the, the first conversation between Bilbo and the whole, that whole good morning exchange is right out of the book. Yeah. You know, and the, the way that the dwarves communicate is right out of the book. The fucking songs are right out of the book. <laughs> like that whole, the song about what Bilbo Baggins hates where they're chucking the plates around is like, I, w- I was smiling like an idiot. Yeah. You know, because I can't believe this song is in the film. Oh yeah, if you like this at all, you will be smiling like an idiot. I asked, I asked the, the Jamie Dodger what she thought of it at the end. She's like, it was just so nice to be back there. That's yeah. the way she. That's yeah. the way she thought. And, it. and that's that's a perfect way to sum it up. It's like I, you know, this movie could have flaws. I don't give a shit yeah. because I'm just so happy to be back in Middle Earth. I didn't. I had no idea how glad I would be to be back in Middle Earth. Mm. You know, because we've talked shit about this over the years. It's like, oh fuck, I can't be asked. We've been worried when when Guillermo del Toro left and Peter Jackson was it's back like, on. Just, it did just, seem just like a it, money grab. It, just let it die, you know. And but, then they played the. And that fuck, whatever. I'm just drop. I'm just crying. No matter what, what's happening. When they have a quiet moment, they're sitting around, and Gandalf looks over a fucking Bilbo. They could do maybe twice, I think. And then the old move, the the Hobbit theme from the Lord of the Rings played. Because I think we again hate referring to stuff we've done off show, but there is like with the dwarven fights, there is the there is battle music that has hints of because I watched again recently. Mm The running, the running scenes in the previous Lord of the Rings movies. There's that mm-hmm. kind, and the kind of the industrious sound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, there's a kind mm-hmm. of horns yeah, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. like the hammers noise. Mm-hmm. That kind of that kind of driving music that they have for some of the battles and things like that, and a lot of the pursuit scenes. Mm-hmm. They have it's like a version of that, mm-hmm. but it's not that. And that's nice that it reminds you of it, but it did feel that they were still doing something thing. new. Yeah, yeah the, the soundtrack wasn't just parroting. It was. Lord it, of the it was. It was only during very specific key moments, like foreshadowing. Yes. that they actually brought in the, the same music cues. Like the first time when the ring pops up, you have the ring theme. Mm. You know, 
uh, and it was just beautifully done. Uh, the the when the dwarves sing, you know, like uh, over the misty mountains. I mean, that's that's a fucking amazing moment. And again, it's like so faithful. Yeah. Um, and the stuff that, and for the most part, the structure of the film is incredibly faithful to the book. What were you saying about Azog? Azog? Azog. Yeah, he's not. He's not, he's, he's, he's like he's like mentioned once in the book. I mean, he's. Uh, is he in appendices, or is he in the, some other book? These reference. He's an appendices character. Okay, uh, but it's he. He doesn't. He's not in the Hobbit. Mm. Um, and the whole thing with like with the with the wolves with the wargs um, in the book. There's in in the book. There's no there's no orcs writing these things. They're mm. they're just wargs. They're just wargs on their own, and and they have a and they communicate with each other, oh. and and Gandalf can understand what they're saying. Um, but that whole thing where they're all up in the tree and, and they're fucking pine cones and throwing pine cones, that's all in the book. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. All, that's all from the book. Because that, that was the point where I was you like... Know, with, with the eagle, with the, with the eagle, yeah. with the king eagles, that's all from... I mean, it's all incredibly faithful. It still was raised the question of why did he just fly into Mordor? Yes. <laughs> no, but also, I mean, like, that's, that's I, where, that's where I presume, you have... I presume at that point Sauron had erected his anti-aircraft defenses. No, no but that, that's also stuff that... You know, when, when you watch... When, you, when you're doing a movie, it's kind of difficult to kind of have that there. Whereas in the film... Because they've kind of they kind of sort of glossed over that. Because in the book, uh, the whole idea, the relationship that they have is that you know it's like we're not a fucking we're not a fucking airfare service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it, we we are here because you called for help and yeah. we owe you. Yeah. You know, so that's that's kind of what it is. And also, uh, and one of them just sees it as it's flying up. Last fucking time, Gandalf. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, is that in the book, and you don't have this in the film, they kind of they kind of uh, glossed over it. Um, and the, that, if I was going to complain about anything, it's like if you've if you've managed to stretch this out into three films, mm. then you you can afford to keep scenes like this. You yeah, know, where, where it's like Bilbo is holding on for dear life for the for the eagle, and the eagle's giving him shit. You know, it's like stop holding so tight. You know? <laughs> really? Yeah. And, and this is all in the book, and it's not in the film. Yeah. You know, because they I mean, they could push a lot, but goofy talking e- talking eagles could be goofy. Yeah. You know, and and also like the whole thing with the wargs. You know, it's like the wargs are communicating with each other while while the goblins are on their on their way over searching for whoever. Fucked up the Goblin King, mm. <laughs> and it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. King Barry really Humphreys, well Barry Humphreys, and th- that was another thing where the tone changed. That could have been a very uh, the final confrontation with the, the Goblin fact King. That they managed to fit a song into the Goblin sequence is like <laughs> the fact that the the, the the climax of that sequence is a joke. Yeah, it's an action joke, but it's a joke, and that was like. We laughed our asses off. There yeah. was moments in that where there was laughter of joy when we watched yeah. it. When and we were watching it, like there was some Malaysian audience was a bit quiet because they fucking air. Yeah, a lot of the time. No, but that's also another thing about about the Hobbit that sometimes people forget is that the Hobbit is is a much lighter story than than Lord of the Rings, and it's actually a lot funnier. Mm. Like you know, like that whole story that he tells about uh, that, that uh, Gandalf t- t- tells Bilbo about his his old. Um, relative about how the game of golf got invented. Oh yes, you know, and when they call Sting a letter opener, you know, it's like that. Just little moments like that. Yeah, there's a lot more humor in this film than there is in in Lord of, in in the Lord of the Rings trilogy because it, you know, I mean, you could say that. And again, this is like I don't understand the criticism where you say it, where they, where people say like it doesn't feel like there's uh, as much at stake this time around. It's like because there isn't. Yeah, it's it's just it's a it's a different story. Yeah, you know. If they want to get out of danger, they just stop walking towards Erebor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just, and also like the way that like the, the like the, with the rock giants, that's right out of the book. Yeah, because I completely forgot about that. So when that happened, I was blown away. Yeah, and that's, I was like, "Wow, they're actually doing this. This yeah. is insane." I mean, in that regard, actually, The Hobbit is way more fantastical than Lord of the Rings. Uh. There's a lot like in and in and in the next film, The Desolation of Smog, you're gonna meet uh 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 Bjorn. 
Yeah, who's Bjorn? Because a lot of people were talking about that on Twitter. Who's Bjorn again? Uh, he's he's the bear. He's the shapeshifter. Oh, okay. The one that um, uh, gives uh, gives them shelter for a few days and then gives them food and ponies and sends them on their way before they head off to Mirkwood. Okay. Um, and uh, I would have... And so, yeah, when, when you got that coming into it, um, we're, we're probably going to get a good look at Smog in the next movie. Yeah, you get a beef a bit at the end of this movie. And what it's I, awesome. What, what I'm what I'm what I what I'm looking forward to is for people who don't know the book, you 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 could just know that in their mind they assume that that Smog is movie three is movie three. <laughs> movie three. I mean, I know that one. <laughs> you know, and it's just sort of like you can just you can just imagine because that I'm actually curious to see how he's going to handle that. That could be the transition where they just walk out the fucking door at the end of the episode and say, yeah. we are open for, oh shit. Yeah. And there's just two armies out. It's two, I can't remember the end. I can't remember, it's vague. There's five, uh, the five armies. The five armies. Or five armies. That's going to be insane. Where does and the necromancer when, when he, when, go? Does he, that go anywhere? Because, because, um, the necromancer is, is he one of the, is the he necromancer the is, is, the necromancer is purely, um, foreshadowing. Okay. It has nothing to do with the book. So it, oh, because I thought there was some mention of maybe again. It's in the no, appendix. I mean, it, it's it, it's in the appendices. Yeah, I mean, it, it gets there, there's little mentions. But is it, it's not it's not Sauron. It's one of the it's the Witch King of Angmar. Or something, yeah, is it? yeah. Okay. Um, but um, that that's that's going to be interesting because I've heard that uh, this will and this will be the first time that uh, we're seeing Peter Jackson do something like this. Is that when it gets to the Battle of the Five Armies, is that it's going to be the first Peter Jackson movie with aerial battles? Oh, because the Eagles get involved. Okay, and uh, Peter Jackson's a huge World War One, World War Two nut. Oh uh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he's gonna. I, I, I can't wait to see what he does with that, mm. with with the aerial with the aerial battle. That's gonna be insane. Because that's surprisingly that's something that we've never seen. We've never seen a Peter Jackson aerial battle. True. And, well, there's a little bit in King Kong, but not, I mean, it's, not, it's it's just shooting the yeah. ape. So, I am very. Uh, I'm really really pumped. Uh, but I am kind of curious to see how they're gonna handle the whole smog thing mm. with with uh, Bard the Bowman. Okay, I don't remember that at all. So yeah, I don't know what that is. That was uh, basically um, when they go to uh, Lake. Was it Lake Town? So they do go to Lake Town in the next one, right? Because yeah. I wasn't trying. I can't remember what Lake Town was. And Lake someone Town. was asking where Stephen Fry. He's the mayor of Lake Town. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lake Town is where they is where they go after they escape uh, the Elven King. Oh, okay. When they, when they when they when they all hide in barrels and escape oh, the Elven King. Oh, the barrels sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, was Kate Blanchett standing on a box? I don't know because <laughs> she looks like like because Ian McKellen's not short, no, but they weren't going to waste. She looks ridiculously tall. She does look ridiculously tall. Uh, I did see that's the, you should look at those Stephen Colbert um, interviews. He interviews Ian McKellen. They are a bit like he's doing a Stephen Colbert act a little bit, mm-hmm. but there is also the gushing is going on underneath. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but he did, Ian McKellen does say like it's good to play hobo Gandalf again mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Gandalf the White is right all the fucking time yeah, and yeah. it's sanctimonious whereas Gandalf the Grey smokes he's yeah. wrong he forgets shit he gets lost I love Christopher Lee's line where he's talking about Radagast that's not the point yeah <laughs> it's, it's he has this he keeps eating too many mushrooms mushrooms yeah I <laughs> got a big laugh I was what the fuck he's a hippie hippie Mithrandir right they're Mithrandirs mm. Oh, and be careful in Malaysia because if you are a non-Malaysian or Chinese speaker, they didn't bother to put subtitles on, on it on the Elvish, on the Elvish, <laughs> or or whatever it is, or the, the Orkish, or, the, the Orkish. It's like you got <laughs> Azog's an orc, but there was a goblin. What's the difference between orcs and goblins? There is a difference, isn't there? There is a difference. I orcs are bigger, right? And the New York because York High are big orcs. Yeah, I actually don't know what the difference. Is. Yeah, because I was getting confused again. Mm. But, um, 
but yeah, I mean, I I highly recommend this film. If you yeah. if you oh, yeah, if you if had... you if you enjoyed Lord of the Rings, I just do not understand how you could not enjoy this. It um, is it is the thing of you know we kind of enjoyed Prometheus, but it is fun to pick holes in it. Um, we you know you can be critical of some things, but like. Yeah. The originals, looking back at them now, were perfect. I mean, at the time we saw the originals, I was like, blown the fuck away. But we have gotten older and more cranky. Yeah. And everyone has, uh, yeah. I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 taken ridiculous amounts of money. I mean, people love this shit. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm, I'm on track still for seeing all of them on opening day. Like, Lord of the Rings, I saw all on opening day. Mm. Um, gotten shit for the second one, I think. Because friends were away and they didn't come back that Christmas until later. I saw all of them on opening day except Return of the King. Yeah, yeah Return of the King, I was... <laughs> I can't remember what happened there. I think I saw all of them on opening day in the Savoy in Dublin, because it's the biggest. It was the bigger one at that stage, the, the original, right. and that was fucking bad. And there was the same group of people. My aunt and some of my friends from college oh, would go every cool. year. But yeah, I mean, fuck. Oh. By the merch. Although I, I'll remember that I saw the Hobbit on twelve, twelve, twelve. Yeah. Oh, you saw it the day before. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw it the thirteenth. And it's got a full. Nothing was so depressing. It was like I knew one of them was opening in the summer, but then I was like, "It's not the next one." No, <laughs> it's the, the last one. December next year, for fuck's sake. Oh man. Oh, God. But uh, yeah, it's it's great to it's great to have a Lord of the Rings movie to look forward to again. Yes, and two of them. Yeah. The us, the, the past us is like evil past, cranky past us is of like was it two three months ago? We were just cranky about everything. We were, yeah, like, we were like Pacific Rim's never going to work. The Hobbit's a money grab. Yeah, we're just sort of like we. I hate watching movies. Yeah, now it's like everything is everything new. Everything old is new again. Yeah, and that's great. Awesome. Yeah, so go see the Hobbit. I'm actually kind of thinking maybe I should go again before I fly home. I've got time. Where did you uh, watch it? I watched it where, in, where is it playing in 48 frames well I know that TGV got back to me and gave me a list right. I might try and put that on the website so they gave me a list of cinemas as in KLCC somewhere else somewhere else somewhere else but they didn't, didn't give me screens and I was knowing how some service things do have a tendency to work in Malaysia but where did you see it I saw it at GSC because they, they oh, but they only announced it like on Wednesday I think it GSC was. which one GSC Pavilion screen 13 right because okay. screen 1, 2 and 3 which are the big ones which is where Goliath was on mm-hmm they are not set up for it. Right. But they are set up for 3D. Okay. So when you... And I don't know... The drop down... I see the thing is, this is you know, it's again, they're trying to... They're, they are actually honestly trying their best this time. Because right. when you go to the drop down, it does say like, when we... The second time I saw The Avengers, when you went to TGV, mm-hmm. uh, for KLCC, I had like, buy the film, buy in 3D, and then I had another one like, buy digital 3D. Right. Now when you click on those buttons, they bring you to the same screen, but it lists them as separate options and it says clearly which is which, which is great. It's about time people did that. Right. The exact same happens for the online payment for GSC where it has Gold Class, which is no longer Gold Class because yes, you get comfy seats, but it's not 3D and it won't do HFR. Right. <laughs> then there was like standard 2D and then there was 3D FPS, uh, HFR. Right. So they, they very clearly delineate it. It's, it's nice of them to do that, but 13 is one of the smaller ones. Okay, cool. But that was good. It wasn't full. Because right, probably people were going for one, two, and three. But we got like, slow draw from the back, fucking right in the middle. Middle Sweet. Earth. Middle Earth all up in your fucking shit. Cool. Excellent. <laughs> Gotta check that out. Yeah. No, I, I am very curious to check it out in 48 frames per second. Now that I've seen it, I can watch watch it again. Because I, I was scared that if I watched it the first time in 48 frames per second, I wouldn't be watching the film. I'd be, I'd be watching the 48 frames per second. I slipped into <laughs> it. I mean, we slipped into it, and there was moments where you're just like, you feel like you're looking into the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. Your face feels a bit melty, but apart from that, you get you get used to it again. I mean, the long—it's only when they do certain shots, long shots and mid shots look amazing. 
Right. Um, occasionally, some of the close-up shots look. It's, it's not that they look blurry. The blur is wrong. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because yeah, the, yeah. the blur in twenty-four frames per second versus the blur in forty-eight is slightly different. Right. The colors look amazing. I mean, did you see? We saw the production videos where they just this, this, the sets had like they had to red in everyone's faces because yeah. normal people look yellow. Yeah. And all the sets were fucking purple, mm-hmm. but they look beautiful in this, and the, right. the long shots and everything are. It's just. It's amazing. I do. I was. We went to the screen. Um, I went out to go to the toilet, and on the way, I ran into a guy I used to work with, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hobbit," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "I've just seen it in twenty in uh, 2D. Got to go HFR now." He gone twice on Thursday. God bless these Tolkien fans, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> they're fucking lunatics. You thought we were bad. Thought you were bad. <laughs> uh, and he loved it both times. I think he he was he did the exact same thing, see it in twenty four, and see what we go from there. I do. Oh, I am interested to see what it'll be like in twenty four, and also in two D, just to get used to it. Let me see when I go home with family. Cool. But yeah, we'll leave you there. Um, we might have some specials over the Christmas period, but we might not, as we will be on different continents. And uh, if not, we'll catch you guys next year. Next year. If we survive the 21st of December. <laughs> which is fucking retarded. Good night. Good night.